The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joe with their host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Uh, gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? No, it's still in mourning here a little bit over the uh, Claude Giroux trade in Philadelphia. Happened on Saturday. Still a few days later. Still still kind of setting in, but besides that, I'm doing all right. Yeah, doing all right here as well. Though I need an intervention for betting soccer. It's another uh, another horrible Saturday for me. Three weeks of just getting killed, but it's all good. I was successful in uh, college basketball and uh, hockey, and then uh, my guy, Sam Burns, Winning the uh, Ballast Bar there and the golf, so uh, very good weekend overall, despite the the shitty soccer bets we've been making. That was a crazy ass golf tournament, man. Like it came pretty damn close to not even including the playoff, but like come down the final stretch, final couple holes, you know, they could have been uh, four or three guys, you know, getting into that playoff, but ended up with Sammy Burns getting the win. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he couldn't uh, miss the putt. <laughs> I know, but he was dialed all fucking day. Yeah, it was crazy, all weekend, I should say. Um, all right, before we get going here, guys, everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, that's the place to be, man. Tons of sick shit, tons of awesome articles, tons of good predictions, and some other kick-ass podcasts, too. You know, when it comes to, I don't know, college basketball, NBA, golf, you know, with the PGA, uh, I don't know, what do we got? The USFL has got to be starting up soon. I think that's coming up in April, right? So that'll be pretty dope. Uh, yeah, man, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Tons of great stuff there, as well as our show, too, man. You can find, uh, I know Ryan's always pumping out articles there, so go check those out for sure. Yeah, we got uh, March Madness. March Madness going into Sweet 16, so we got baseball coming up. So, yeah, make, make sure you check out the website. Fuck yeah. And, uh, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group, uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group, especially the hockey channel. Absolute blast, man. It's always popping off. You know, it's been a blast this weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on between March Madness, the golf, like Joel was talking about. But the Slack's still bumping, man. So that speaks volumes there. Uh, the hockey channel is fucking sick. So shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Yeah, you can go to sg.pn slash slack to get there. And you can uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast as well. Up, up our listens, get our downloads there. Get us a rating and review too. Uh, go to sg.pn slash hockey for Apple Podcasts or for Spotify. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey s to uh, follow, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating and review. And we'll uh, read it next show. Right on. All right, guys. We'll jump into our last show's Mortal Locks, Dogs, and Totals here. Uh, fuck, I feel like we're right back to a couple weeks ago when Ryan and I were shitting the bed and Joel's just running off with it. 
Uh, Joel, you had a good week, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I uh, took a day off from being a Dean Gen and I uh, was hanging out with the family on Friday, which uh, was when my lock took place. The Avalanche minus one and a half. I saw the score was four nothing, so I put my phone away. But then an hour later, I, I, I checked the score again, and it's four to three. So I had to watch the rest of that game, and and thankfully, I knew came in uh, with the empty net goal with 13 seconds left. And my dog was the the, uh, the narrative play. College Drew's last game in Philly, plus 150. Uh, against the Preds. Uh, that was another wild one. They took the lead, but of course they lost the lead as they do. Uh, but then they tied it late in the third and then they, they, they scored with like two or three minutes left to win the game. So uh, shout out to Philly there. And my total, uh, uh, it was over six in the Canucks Red Wings. Uh, there was one goal scored, but there should have been a lot more. That game was <laughs> wide open. And then suddenly uh, Ndalkovich had a, the game of his life. Like he wasn't playing like that all season long, but he couldn't, he couldn't miss a save there, uh, so that one didn't come close. But I, I still think it was a decent bet considering uh, how open that game was. Yeah, I, I had that game uh, as my lock. I had the Canucks on the puck line at plus 120, but they couldn't even score a goal. I had 43 shots, like you said. I mean, the Red Wings had 35 shots of their own, so should have been goals there, but it didn't work out for either of us. My dog, I had the Panthers on the puck line, plus 170 in Vegas. I thought Vegas was, was struggling, but they finally... Got a win there, beat them 5-3. But my total did come through. I had Sabres, Oilers over 6.5, minus 115. Oilers scored their sixth goal in the final few minutes there for a 6-1 win to get the over 6.5 to uh, avoid the 0-3 show for me. All right, for myself, my lock, I had Florida money line against Vegas, and I was chirping the shit out of Vegas that entire show. What happens? <laughs> Vegas goes and wins the fucking game 5-3. It looked good, though, man. Cardiver, hey, he got a... Got the Panthers on the board early, but uh, they just kind of shit the bat after that. So that was a loss. Uh, for my dog, though, both these guys were saying they lost money in Detroit, Vancouver. I was lucky I had Detroit on my uh, as my dog, Money Line versus Vancouver, one nothing game. It's not too often you see one nothing games anymore, man, especially with the goal, like literally halfway through the game. I think it was like midway through the second period or some shit, and then that's about it. Uh, pretty crazy. And for my total, uh, that missed as well. I had San Jose, LA Kings, over 5.5. Uh, I watched that entire game and stayed up, not stayed up, but it was a Friday night. I was like, fuck, it, I'm going to put on a shit game at 10 o'clock. And it was definitely not worth it. Uh, LA won through nothing, kind of a dog shit game. But hey, what can you do? I told uh, Ryan not to go against your your dog. That's just a losing formula. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. It applies now. to you as, as well as me. <laughs> uh, dogs should be worth more, man. This is bullshit. All right. <laughs> um, for uh, for the standings on that day, I lost 1.25 points. Ryan lost uh, 2.13, and Joel went up 2.24. So, like I said, it's pretty much like earlier in the year, all over again. Just when Ryan and I think we're clawing back in, we kind of uh, we kind of shit the bed. Uh, all right, guys, we move down here. At the time of recording this, it is Wednesday night here, or not Wednesday, Monday night. What the fuck am I saying? Monday night, and the trade deadline just came to an end about, you know, maybe seven hours ago or so. Uh, so all trades in the NHL are done. We did have some big movement going on, you know. Nothing too crazy, but a couple things we're touching on. We'll jump right into that. Uh, first thing we have here, Marc-Andre Fleury, boys. There's been rumors, you know, where the fuck's Fleury going to go? Where is he going to end up? Ends up going to Minnesota. Like, I don't think anybody kind of predicted it, but it makes sense that it happened, right? So Marc-Andre Fleury was traded to Minnesota for a conditional second-round pick. Uh, in this upcoming draft. Now, the condition is the second becomes a first if Minnesota advances to the Western Conference Final and Fleury wins four or more of the games in the first two rounds of these playoffs here. Uh, obviously, they traded... Uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, I don't even know. Some of the K. Some fucking K- finish. Kakinen. Kakinen. There you go. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So upgrade for Minnesota, man. Look good on uh, goaltending when it comes to uh, Flurry and Talbot. Yeah, and I think that's a good uh, condition too. Normally, these conditions are, are kind of wild, but for this one, it's if Flurry does well in the playoffs, wins four games, and they win two rounds, then it becomes a first round pick. I mean, that's that seems like a fair negotiation there. And yeah, you you were saying we weren't sure what was going to go on with Flurry. He's kind of uh, took a took a step back recently in his play as an eight eighty nine save percentage in March, but. He's going from Chicago to, to Minnesota now. He has to get acclimated to a new team. But luckily, Minnesota is one of the best defensive teams right now in the league. The last 10 games, they have the best expected goals against per 60. So Minnesota is a good good defensive, grinded out team. Right now, they're shutting out the Golden Knights uh, in the third period. So it was between Talbot and, and Kakanen there. They were never really too trustworthy. But now, get him flurry there. The Wild could be a, a team to watch out for in the West. Yeah, Minnesota has to. They have to go all out this year because uh next year and going forward that's when they have to eat those uh Parise and suitor contracts i think they'll owe like 15 million in yeah, dead cap like for them 15 mil it's fucking insane <laughs> yeah so this is a year that they they got some uh some room to work with i guess uh and then goaltending is a huge issue for them we've gone over it a few times how bad uh Talbot and kakinen have been and so flurry obviously is an instant upgrade though he hasn't played very well of late um, in the past month or so, I think he's like seventh worst in the expected goals above average stats. So hopefully he figures it out for their sake. But, uh, you know, I'm not cheering for that to happen. <laughs> All right, heading on down here. One, uh, one more fun fun thing with that, uh, with that one. Uh, Bill Guerin was asked about the trade, how Cam Talbot is taking it. And he said, there's no, no room for petty bullshit, which I love. There's no room. <laughs> Talbot's going to back him up. Flurry's going to come and be the guy. I love it. Well, it's not like Talbot's not used to backing up, you know, quality goalies. He spent a lot of time behind uh, Lundqvist there in New York, right? So, um, moving down here, boys. This one came a little bit earlier before the tread date or deadline. A lot of these did, actually. Uh, Ryan, this one hits home for you, buddy. Claude Giroux traded to Florida. Now, what do you think of the haul here? Florida got Owen Tippett, a first-round pick in 2024, and a third-round pick in 2023. Uh, what do you think here, bud? Yeah, I mean, it's tough here. It's tough to see Giroux go. After that 1,000th game, you knew based off the ceremony and how emotional he was that, that it was kind of kind of it for him. And then he didn't travel to Ottawa for Friday's game, traded on Saturday. It, it became evident that Giroux wanted to go to Florida, and that was the only kind of place he was willing to go. Let's come out. So Chuck Fletcher's hands were kind of tied here. I know Owen Tippett's been called like a project prospect but he I mean he made a good first impression on uh, on sunday had a good first game with the flyers with a top 10 pick he showed some skill in the ahl so maybe he's a guy that changes scenery can kind of click with some of the other younger guys but yeah at first glance you want a better return for him especially the first round pick being in 2024 being three drafts away like and that could become a 2025 pick if it's a if it's a top 10 pick for the, the top 10 protected so that could even go go further away which is Confusing for me for Fletcher because he could very well not be here by then. I imagine he'll use that pick in a trade maybe this offseason, maybe next season to kind of upgrade if he's going for that aggressive retool. Um, it's It sucks seeing, seeing Drew go. Obviously, looking at him, knowing how well he plays, you want to get more for him. But given how Fletcher's hands were tied a little bit, it's it's kind of what's expected for a rental, even though he is by far the best rental out there. Uh, right, nothing more to add here. Uh, Panthers are a wagon. Um, sad we didn't get your, I guess, but uh, that's an expensive price to pay. So, yeah, Ryan said it all. I feel like it is 
like off the top of the head, like you said, you know, 2024 first round pick doesn't necessarily look that great. But keep in mind, like this is a player that could easily play 20 games for Florida and then just re-sign back in Philly next year if you wanted to as a fucking UFA, right? So if you're like an opposing GM, you're like, do I really want to give up that much or that much right away for it? So I understand. Um, yeah, man, I, I think it's a pretty decent haul, though. Like Owen Tippett does have potential. Could be a, at least a full-time. He should be at least a full-time player eventually for the Flyers. And a first-round pick and a third-round pick, man. What more could you ask? Yeah, Tippett's definitely going to just jump right into the NHL. And, and I'm glad you brought up that he may resign, resign back in the offseason because right now, you know, Flyers fans, Flyers Twitter is going kind of being all depressed, being sad about Giroux leaving. But, you know, in, in the back of everyone's mind, there's that hope that Giroux is going to come back in the offseason and resign with us. You know, he'll be back and we'll have everything back together and it'll be great. But that's not very likely to happen. And when that does happen, we're going to see Flyers fans, Flyers Twitter, <laughs> everyone just go into a complete down world spiral. Everyone now is like, okay, no, he's traded, whatever. In the back of their head, he could come back. But when that doesn't happen, we're going to see a, a true downward spiral from uh, Flyers Twitter. <laughs> All right, heading down here. Uh, a bit more news, trade news that came out before the deadline, but still pretty big. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs were able to land Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell from Seattle uh, in exchange for a second round pick in 2022, uh, a third round pick in 2022, and a second round pick in 2023. Here, boys, uh, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, Toronto was in the market for a uh, defenseman. I, I'm actually interested to get your thoughts on Italian as a Leafs fan, but Giordano, we thought we're gonna, was going to get traded, and Seattle took him, but with them being so, I mean, Seattle shipped out a lot of players at the deadline. So they're kind of accumulating draft picks. They got they got a few back for him. I think Giordano's a good pickup, and Blackwell could be a good uh, depth addition as well. Yeah, who doesn't need a, a feist little Italian guy on the back end there? Uh, <laughs> Leafs could definitely use some someone with the, his kind of bite and all that. And Blackwell, he's a good player too. Pretty underrated. Was uh, really solid in the with the Rangers and uh, one of the better players for the Kraken this year. So that that's a decent haul for Toronto. Uh, maybe they expect to get a little more. I think that uh, Lindholm was their main target, but uh, this is a good, good, uh, what's the word, consolation prize. You know, I mean, I, it's, it's a good deal for the Leafs. And I'll tell you why. And most people, you know, it's like any team, right? If you're a fan of this team, like you're going to love the prospects that you have, you know, and you're going to be talking to guys up that literally nobody else knows about unless they're fans of like your team. You know, I'm sure there's prospects for fucking Vancouver or Colorado or Philadelphia that you guys are really high on and you wouldn't want to see it go in a trade. And same thing with the Leafs, man. Like you don't want to trade like a, I don't know, like a Ty Volt or a, you know, like a Nice or you know, any of our studs you have in Finland, Topi Niemela, all these awesome guys, Nick Robertson, Rodian and Mirov, like you don't want to see these guys go. And the best thing about this trade is they didn't, you know, it was picks, right? You know, sec two second round picks and a third round pick. Well, let's face it. Like that's not realistically the end of the world. Their prospect pool is okay. And, you know, Leaf fans, you know, we, we get attached to those guys, even though most of them will probably never play for a fucking team. You know, some of them will be like Marley's or just end up resigning in Europe for the rest of the career or whatever. But uh, I think that's still pretty big. Um, one thing I did notice, obviously, it's never enough for Leafs fans. You know, everybody's pissed off. Ooh, Kyle Dubas failed at the trade deadline, didn't address the goaltending scenario. Personally, if you ask me, I don't hate it, man. Like, we backed up our defensive. And keep in mind, they made the Labushkin uh, deal earlier in the a couple of weeks ago, too. And he's been looking really good for us, man. So you throw in Labushkin, you throw in Giordano, Joel Touchdown. We got Colin Blackwell, who's been playing fantastic for uh, Seattle this year as well. 
it's little death moves like that, but it's for what they paid. I'm happy with it, man. Um, moving down here, some more news here. We got Lindholm traded to Boston for John Moore. How do you know? What do you say? Is Erho Vakaninen? Uh, twenty. Erho. I'm a ho. You're a ho. A twenty twenty second. A 2020 second first round pick, a 2023 second round pick, and a 2024 uh, second round pick. Uh, what do you think here, boys? Ultimately, I mean, like this trade was good for them. They, they got it, got the defenseman that they wanted. They signed him to an eight-year extension, which as a 28-year-old is kind of suspect there. But this, I mean, that was this was their their move. I think they may have made another death move. But I think think this was it for them. And like this is just showing that. I was down on Boston coming into the season. They've obviously proven me wrong. They, they've been fine. They're making the playoffs, but I don't think they have it for the playoffs this year. I mean, Bergeron's hurt right now. That could be a nagging injury. They didn't get a second line center. They have depth issues. They're goaltending. They're going to need one of them to kind of step up and be the guy in the playoffs. You can't do a tandem there. So Boston, I think, needed kind of a, a bigger, a bigger piece here. I mean, Lindholm is is a fine. It's a good good addition there, but I don't I don't think it's enough for them. Uh, well, this is, just shows that they learned the lessons from last year. Uh, last year, they had a, a bunch of injuries on the back end. Uh, I think Carlo Grzyk, I think McAvoy missed some time, too. So getting Lindholm in there is massive. Uh, he's going to probably be paired with uh, McAvoy. That is a lethal top pairing. And then you get Grzyk and Carlo on the second pair. That's uh, that's possibly the best uh, top two pairs in the league if you... Uh, if you just count for the uh, stability and the versatility of it, uh, yeah, Boston uh, just got a lot better with this trade, and uh, yeah, they have to go all in while they still got their uh, their older guys in their prime and still playing at a, a elite level. So, yeah, this is uh, this is good for them. Um, a very scary team for everyone else in the East. Um, yeah, they got the veterans, they got the defense now, like they just, and hopefully the goaltending too. The Swayman's coming together. Uh, putting in a, a late push for rookie of the year even who's been that good no way no way he's bro. not gonna win i'm just saying he's, he's michael bunting. Bunting. you played like this all season maybe no sweat. <laughs> we'll talk man. about michael bunting again man no sweat. <laughs> but yeah i'll talk to michael bunting for fucking days it'll be me least fans and arizona coyotes fans i love it <laughs> all five thousand of them um all right uh obviously we can't go through every trade that went down today i think there was like you know, over 25 or something like that. Uh, a couple notable mentions, though. Uh, Andrew Kopp to the Rangers, Ricardo Raquel to the Penguins, uh, and, of course, earlier, Brandon Hagel to the Lightning. Boys, what a fucking haul for Brandon Hagel. I did not see that coming. That is crazy. Yeah, Hagel's been a good player for Chicago, but what think about of they have a first-round pick or just multiple, like, seconds? I it was thirds, two right? firsts or something Was it two like firsts? It was something. I mean, he's under under team control on a good contract, so maybe he'll be there next, like, Yanni Gord or someone like that to be the be the third liner. I mean, Tampa Bay loaded up. They got they got Hagel. They also got uh, Nick Paul for Matthew Joseph. I think they may have added someone else. Uh, Andrew Kopp to the Rangers. They also got Justin Braun from the Flyers. So they're, they're getting a few pieces. Raquel, I'm surprised he was traded to the Penguins. I'm really surprised as a uh, Flyers fan that Ron Hextall did something at the deadline, even though he is with a new team. But yeah, I mean, Florida, both Tampa Bay and the Panthers loaded up. This is going to be between them in that division. And then the Metropolitan Division kind of all made their own kind of smaller moves here. So it's, I mean... Ultimately, it was an exciting deadline here. A lot, a lot of moving pieces. Not a lot of, to look at 
besides the, those main trades we talked about from a betting perspective, I mean, Flurry going to Minnesota obviously is huge. Florida is a lot better now with Drew. Toronto has Giordano. But, yeah, there's a lot of these depth positions are going to be be making a big impact come, come playoff time when you get that grinded out kind of hockey. As fans like to call uh, Joe Sackick Sleepy Joe because it always takes him forever to do shit. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, once again, he waited the last minute, woke up, had a coffee, right before the trade deadline, picked up Arturi Lekkinen and uh, Andrew Cogliano. So it's no Giroux, but uh, it'll have to do. Uh, I'd really like the pickups. They're both uh, great four checkers with uh, a lot of compete to their game. So, uh, yeah, Avs as well, getting bigger and stronger and uh, more feisty, I would say. All right. And just to confirm that Hagel trade was Blackhawks received Boris uh, Kachuk. Uh, Taylor Radish, a first-round pick in 2023 and a first-round pick in 2024. Ooh. Holy shit, man. Like, Tampa's just like, fuck it. We're going three for three, eh? Like, we have the best goalie in the world. We got the best defenseman in the world. We got some great offense. We're going all in here. Looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific. Better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. Bettors who wager at least $500 in the first and second round of the tournament will earn one entry into a drawing for a trip to win Las Vegas. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie? Every day March Madness games are being played, we'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash marchmadness to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash M-E-R-C-H madness. Uh, all right, boys, that pretty much covers it. Uh, we got an 11-game slate here on Tuesday, March 22nd. Are you ready to jump into it here or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was a trade deadline Kool-Aid, man. Not a boy. Uh, all right, first game on the docket at 7 p.m. We got the Columbus Blue Jackets against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Game itself is in Pittsburgh. Uh, Columbus on the money line is paying out plus 250. Pittsburgh on the money line, minus 300. Uh, Penguins on the puck line sitting at minus 120. The over-under is at 6.5. Overpaying off plus 100, the under minus 120. Uh, Joel, why don't you kick us off here, bud? What do you got? Oh, I love the Penguins in this game. Um, just a much better team. But it's hard to attack the the line because it's it's massive. It's like minus 300. Um, so I'm looking at, uh, at goals in this game as well, given it's a, a Blue Jackets game, and there tend to be goals in Blue Jackets games. And uh, and the, the Penguins goaltender, too, Uh well, it could be Jari or Smith this game, but they're on a back-to-back, so it uh, it's even harder to attack their puck line or regulation line if you don't know the goalie. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the team total for the Penguins because I know the Blue Jackets are going to give up goals. Uh, they might score a few as well. So I, I think the best way to attack this is the Penguins team total over 3.5 at minus 140. Uh, yeah, the, the 
the Penguins are uh, top five in terms of expected goals for in the past month, while the Blue Jackets have been in like the bottom three all season long. So, and there's also a good chance that uh, Elvis Merzlikens doesn't play because he left the the game on Saturday there. So there's a good chance we get Rube and Net for them. Um, so that's just another reason to to back this play uh, over three and a half goals for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Lock it in. Yeah, I, th- I think Corpusalo is back for the Blue Jackets, but I don't think he's really that much better anyway to to look at because so that's not a bad play there. I mean, you said at the line at minus 300, you can't really, really pay that price for the Penguins here, especially against the Blue Jackets team that they've been pesky. They've won, uh, won four of their past five here. They, they lost on the back-to-back to Washington, 7-2. But besides that, I mean, they beat the Blues, beat Ottawa, beat Vegas, beat Minnesota in a shootout. So a plus 250, I'll, I'll throw half a unit, something on, on them there. But... As far as the over/under is concerned, I'd probably look look to the over, especially if it is DeSmith, which it may be against the worst team here with Corpus Allo starting as well. I, I would lean to the over, and I would lean to Columbus at plus two fifty. But even two of those games you mentioned, uh, their opponents scored uh, four plus goals. So even if yeah, they, I mean, if, if they that, win, they're going to give up some yeah, goals. That, that's a good play. I I could see like a five four game here, like something like that. I'm on the exact opposite of everything you guys just said. I like the under here at 6.5 in this game here, man. Uh, for the last five or for the last five Penguins games have gone under the number. Um, keep in mind too, the last time these teams did play it was a 3-2 win, uh, and this that was about a month ago uh, with Pittsburgh here. Um, what do the Penguins got Buffalo? I think the next night, right? So this is. To me, if you ask me, this is the game that you start uh, Tristan Jari and then you give, you know, DeSmith Buffalo because let's face it, Columbus and Buffalo are both shit. But like, I like to think Columbus is a tad better than Buffalo, though. No, um, I like the under in this game. And either way, uh, 6.5 is a pretty big number. It pays off minus 120. And maybe it could be a little bit closer than we want. You know, we uh, obviously Elvis Merzlikens, if he does play, is better than Corpusello. But I, I think we all watched Corpusello put up fucking 72 saves in the bubble two years ago. And that's something I'm just never going to forget in my life. So I'll take a, I'll take a little gamble, take a little risk out on the under here at 6.5, paying off minus 120. Uh, moving down to the 7 p.m. slot again. We got the New York Rangers against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, game itself is in New Jersey. Uh, Rangers on the money line is paying off minus 160. Uh, the Devils are at plus 140. Rangers in the puck line sitting at plus 150. The over-under is at 6. Overpay now plus 100. The under minus 120. Ah, shit. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know how it's only minus 160, but every time I say that, I get fucked, right? Like, Devils are on a three-game losing streak. New York's on a two-game winning streak. Uh, when it comes to division games this year, New York is 9-5-0. and they, uh, they do tidy business when it comes to their own division. I'll I'll just take the money, man. Minus one sixty Rangers on the money line here, and give me a uh, give me New York team to actually no, give me the over as well. Obviously, Shosturkin's great. If he's not playing, it might be Gorgiev. Who knows? And New Jersey's been known to score a couple of goals here and there. Uh, so yeah, I'll take the Rangers and the over. Yeah, I, th- I think this is an interesting game. I mean, the Rangers have not been great as as a team. They're one of the worst uh, expected goals for in the past ten games. They're the third worst, but they've been kind of that way all season here with. Shesterkin playing extremely well. I mean, Gorgiev even had a 44-save shutout against Carolina on the second half, half of back-to-back. They they swept the Tampa Bay-Carolina back-to-back there with both goalies playing extremely well. So I, I have to take the Rangers here with, uh, with the kind of low line there, minus 160. They've won eight straight meetings dating back to last season, including both this season. 
They won two straight, four or five. The Devils have lost three straight, four or five. Devils are playing better, but they're coming back home after a Western road trip. So I think the Rangers riding high after those uh, two wins. We'll get the win here at minus 160. Yeah, I'm on the other side here. I'm on the Devils. Uh, they're they're metrically they're the better team, but uh, obviously the standings don't tell you that. Uh, but the Devils have been playing a lot better lately. Like I said, uh, previous episodes, this is the team that we expected to see uh, at the beginning of the year before their season got derailed by injuries and COVID stuff. Uh, but they're playing more like how they should have been playing to start the year. Uh, they're actually six bets of the past month in terms of expected goals for. Um, Sandwiched between the Penguins and the Oilers, so uh, they're 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 showing they can score goals and uh, they are putting the puck in the net as well. Um, and that that it's just about goaltending here. That that's the thing that scares you, right? You got just Turkin against uh, whoever the Devils put out there. I know I I, uh, I praised uh, Nico Dawes, the German goalie. Uh, um, I think he screwed up an on or an over recently of mine, but. Uh, Hopefully he shows the form here again here. Uh, if it is him, again, this is another team on a back-to-back, so he might not even get the start. I'm hoping he does because he's certainly up better than Gillies or uh, whatever the other one is. I don't remember. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Devils here. They just got better stats, and I'm going to ride that at plus 140. Devils at home. This could be a bit of a left-down spot, too, for the Rangers. I don't know. Is there a huge rivalry between these two? I don't know. But uh, yeah. we, Maybe we kind of more. Yeah, we, we kind of jinxed Dahl's zone. His past two starts, he's given up uh, four goals in each of them and has been pulled less than halfway through the game. So not, not a great sign for him. <laughs> Good for the over, baby. Good for the over. Uh, got the opposite of a, an HGP bump. <laughs> <laughs> you got an HGP slump. Yeah, yeah, I like that. The fucking HGP slump, baby. Um, all right, moving down to the 7 p.m. slot here. We got the St. Louis Blues against the Washington Capitals. Game itself is in Washington. Uh, St. Louis on the money lines paying off plus 120. Washington on the money lines at minus 140. Over under sitting at six. Over paying off minus 115. The under minus 105. This is kind of a tough one to predict, man. Like uh, in theory, it could go either way. Both teams, you know, probably playoff teams. Obviously, um, I I like Washington in this game paying off minus 140 here. I really do like it. Now keep in mind they're better on the road, which is kind of weird. They're 15, 12, and five at home. They're 27 and five on the road. But St. Louis is the opposite, man. They're 27 and 4 at home and 14, 11 and 5 on the road. Game itself is in Washington. Those stats kind of counterbalance each other. I'll take uh, I'll take the Capitals here. Keep in mind the Blues are on a three-game losing streak as well. So give me Washington on the money line, paying off uh, minus 140. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. This is kind of similar to the last game where the Blues aren't playing particularly well based on expected goals for in the past, their past. 10 games. I mean, and that, I don't know that's, that's lining up with how they are. They, they've lost three in a row and uh, seven of their past nine. So they, that is lining up, but the caps, I mean, they won four of their past five. They're seven, one, and one in their, in their past nine games. Uh, one of those overtime loss was on a back to back in Edmonton. So I think just Washington, even though they haven't been as good at home this season, I feel like that has to kind of pick up and the blues have not been good on the road. They're 14, 11 and five. So, uh, Washington won four straight before their loss to Dallas. I think they kind of get back at it here at home. St. Louis has not been playing well recently, so I'm going to take Washington Washington here on kind of a low line, minus 140. Yeah, I've been saying a lot lately. Uh, Blue's a bit fraudulent, and it's starting to come to light. They're losing some games. There's no way that they should be second in the Central. Um, the standings are flattering to them. 
And the Capitals, they're playing a lot better lately. Uh, yeah, they're just a better team at home. Just give me the Capitals here. Uh, Vetchkin's starting to come together, and they're they're getting some goal scoring finally. Um, they had a bit of trouble with their their shooting percentage, uh, but it, it's starting to go the other way now. Regress towards the mean, as they say. So, yeah, I'm on the Capitals here for sure. All right, love it, boys, love it. Uh, moving down to 7 p.m. slot here. This has to be the best game of the day. Holy shit. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Carolina Hurricanes. Game itself is in Carolina. Uh, Tampa Bay on the money line is paid out plus 100. Uh, Hurricanes on the money line, minus 120. The over-under is sitting at 5.5. Uh, over is paying off minus 105. The under, minus 115. Brian, what are you thinking here, dude? Yeah, this this would be a fantastic playoff series if it did come to that. It's, I think it's going to be a, a playoff style game here, like like we've seen Carolina play recently. They played a lot of under games recently. Uh, so have the Lightning though. Lightning have five straight unders. Uh, Carolina has two of their past three, and seven of their past nine go under the total. So that, that's my best play in this game is the under under five and a half at minus one fifteen. As far as a side's concerned, I. Probably just lean to the underdog here, Lightning, plus 100. Carolina's lost four in a row. They've played four kind of tough teams here, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Washington, the Rangers. Now they doesn't really let up with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has beaten some bad teams recently, Seattle, Vancouver, but lost to Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Rangers. So, you know, I'm I'm not confident there in, in the lean on Lightning. I, I lean that way. I'm not sure if I'll bet a side in this game, but I will definitely be betting the under five and a half with Vasilevsky and Anderson. Should be going head-to-head here. Right, I'm on the same thing there. The under is the play in this game. Um, I mean, the, the there's those the two goalies are uh, you know two of the best in the league. Uh, even Freddie Anderson, number two in expected saves against, or uh, goal saved above expected. And the uh, the under is hitting in a lot of uh, recent Lightning games, like five in a row now, including uh, four in the last four road games. So, uh, yeah, under five and a half here is the play uh, for the side. I'm also leaning to the Lightning. They're arming up for the playoffs. They're getting stronger and deeper. And uh, this is when they should uh, start their run, take games more seriously, especially against uh, a team they could very well see in the playoffs. So, yeah, give me the Lightning and the under here. I do like the under. Everything you guys just said, man. Like, Freddie Anderson's been playing well this year for Carolina. Carolina's been exceptional defensively as well. Um, but Andre Vasilevsky is just fucking lights out, man. Like you see highlights of the saves this guy makes. It's absolutely unreal, dude. Haven't seen anything like it. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, if I had to pick though, like I might go against you boys a little bit here. I like I know they've lost four in a row here, but I'll take Carolina at home, man. This team is twenty-three, five and three at home. Obviously, Ryan, you brought up a good point. They've been struggling the past four or five games against decent teams as well. Obviously, Tampa's a great team, but I'm not going to go. I can't go against that record, man. Now, Tampa Bay is great on the road as well, too. They're 20, 10, and 2, so I'm not really confident in this play. But uh, there's going to be a storm surge, boys, and it's not just going to be because Tampa's rolling in. It's going to be because Carolina fucking shoots down the lightning at home. Love it. Give me the Hurricanes. Uh, moving down to the 7.30 p.m. slot, we got the Ottawa Senators against the New York Islanders. Game itself is in New York. Uh, Ottawa on the money line is paying off plus 210. New York on the money line is paying off minus 250. Uh, Islanders on the puck line sitting at plus 100. The over-under is sitting at 5.5. Over is paying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Uh, normally, you would think boring game, boring game. You know, fuck that, dude. Give me the over in this at 5.5, paying off minus 105. Uh, who is it? Antoine Forsberg just signed a, what is it, a 
three-year extension or something like that, $8 million extension gets paid, like, I think it's like 2.9 or something like that per year. Uh, that money's going to go to his head. He's going to play like shit. He's going to get fucking shelled. I see some goals in this game, man. Like, it should be an under game. I think we're going to get at least six or seven goals here. So give me the over 5.5. I don't think the Islanders should ever be minus 250 favorites here, especially late in this season. They're kind of kind of packing it in here. Their, their playoff hopes are done. Playing for pride. I mean, it's it's the Senators. They they have some good good young talent up front. They got uh even though Chabot's out for the season for them, that's kind of kind of a tough loss. Still got Stutzel, still got Brady Kachuk, still got Formentin, still got uh Connor Brown, talent talent's favorite there. So yeah, I mean, just for just for for price alone, give me the Senators here at, at plus two ten. And yeah, I I could see a high scoring game. So yeah, lean, lean to the over too. It's a bad sign when you're starting to list their best players in the three and four, Fullington and Connor Brown. Uh, <laughs> Connor Brown is a fucking god, all right? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, the line is a little high, I guess, but that's just the way the Islanders have been playing lately. They're they're playing like they are a playoff team. Uh, uh, yeah, there's no quit in this group. That's what you get with their culture, one of the best in the league. Uh, and yeah, Thomas Shabbat missing is a huge deal. Uh, the team is much worse without him playing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a high line. I'll lean to the unders here, but uh, I think the under is, is the better play. I'm, again, I don't understand uh, uh, Talon's argument for a, a total here with the over. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. that's the beauty thing about my picks, bro. It don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me, the, give me the under here. Maybe the uh, an Islanders 3-1 win or something like that. <laughs> All right, head on down to 7.30 p.m. here. We got the Philadelphia Flyers against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, game itself is in Detroit in Motor City. Uh, Philadelphia, the money line is paid now plus 125. Detroit on the money line, minus 145. The over-under is sitting at 6. Overpaid now plus 100. The under, minus 120. Ryan, is this the first game without Giroux for you boys, or what? No, this is the third one. They, uh, third one? they won. They lost in Ottawa. They beat the Islanders yesterday. So... This is the uh, the first one post trade deadline. No Drew, no Justin Braun, no Derek Broussard. But you know they got the young guys there, energized. We saw them uh, on Sunday. You got Owen Tippett. You got uh, Cam York's back up. Morgan Frost is trying to make an impact. I-, I was trying to think today, like what are the reasons to watch the Flyers or be excited about the Flyers in their last twenty games? And it's basically just the young players that have been up the whole time. Maybe see Tippett, Carter Hart's a reason to watch, but. It's just that the Flyers haven't won a uh, road game all calendar year. They last won on December 29th in Seattle. That's 12 straight losses. So just for that alone, I have to go with Detroit, who's actually a decent team at home, 16, 12, and 4. So that's 500. Flyers on the road, 7, 16, and 5. So you got to lean Detroit's way at minus 145, even though they have been just absolutely horrible recently. With uh, They lost seven of their past eight. So I lean Detroit minus 145, and I would take a flyer on the uh, the draw here. Could see an overtime game. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Detroit, they just lost Nick Letty, one of their better defensemen, trading him to the Blues. So uh, that, that's a big deal, I think. And, of course, they lost uh, Robbie Fabry for the year. So uh, they're hurting a bit. But of course, you know, the Flyers just traded half their team away, too. So kind of watches out. Um yeah, I don't have a strong feeling this game. Uh, I would say that I would lean to the over here, but uh, the Flyers just can't score. I think the 31st in the league or something in goal scored. So that's not good. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, it's 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 a tough one to call. So I guess that means I'm also on the draw too. I mean, I would be on the draw with you guys, but no I can't just draw. Come on. I can't because, okay, like, all right. So technically, yeah, I'm on the draw, consensus draw. But <laughs> I'm based off a fucking argument I got on with Twitter with some fucking Detroit losers. They're shitting all over Michael Bunting, saying he shouldn't win the Calder. Give me Flyers on the puck line, baby. Flyers are going to win this game fucking three to nothing, four to one. I'm taking Flyers on the puck line because these fucking nerds keep talking about Cider and all these other losers. Michael Bunting's winning the Calder and it's just going to piss them off. So fuck Red Wings fans. Fuck Detroit. Fuck the city of Detroit. Fuck Eminem. Fuck Rhino. Fuck anything to do with Detroit, all right? Straight up, give me Philadelphia on the puck line. But if you're looking for the right play, consensus draw with the boys okay now we're talking and you know what if that didn't have the argument i probably would have picked detroit for this game but fuck that loser okay uh moving down to the 8 p.m slot here we got the vegas golden knights against the winnipeg jets game itself is in winnipeg uh vegas on the money line's paying off plus 115 jets on the money line minus 135 uh over under sitting at six over paying off minus 110 the under at minus 110 as well um, first things first, you kind of got to lean over here, eh? Like, Connor Hellebuck, a great goalie, don't get me wrong, unreal goalie. He's been letting in a couple squeakers, man, and Vegas has been an absolute train wreck between the pipes here. If I had to pick a side, obviously I'm going Winnipeg, man. These are two teams I fucking hate, but Vegas is going to miss the playoffs, so they're not going to win this game. Are you kidding me? They're going to get pumped. Especially after they beat me up on my lock last week or last show. You think I'm going back to go against or to go with them? Not a fucking chance. I don't watch a lot of those superhero movies, but what was that one Batman movie where that old guy's like, some men just want to watch the world burn? That's me with Vegas, man. I want to watch that team just go up in fucking flames. Give me the Jets on the money line minus 135. Give me the over six minus 110. What would you rather have like an army of here? Would you rather have an army of knights or an army of fighter jets? Yeah. You take the fucking yeah. Jets. You have to take the Jets here. How are they only minus 135? You got Vegas on a back-to-back. Just got shut out in uh, Minnesota. 3 uh, nothing. it was the final with emptying that goal there. That was Logan Thompson starting. Lanner still hurt. Didn't trade for anybody. So you got Bersois starting in Winnipeg against Hellebuck. Winnipeg's trying to fight for their playoff lives there a little bit, even though they're a few points back. But I mean, they're playing more recently. They've won through their past four, had a win in Chicago, uh, won five of their past seven. And Vegas, they, yeah, they had that loss tonight. They've lost now six of their past eight games. So Winnipeg, minus 135. I like that a lot. And maybe there'll be value here on, on the puck line as well. When Vegas has lost recently, all their losses have been by two goals in the past mm. four or five. So Winnipeg on the money line, definitely. And Winnipeg on the puck line, you could, could sprinkle too. In the over. Yeah, the Knights used to be a good road team, but uh, they're losing all their games on the road now. I can only win at home in the past few weeks. Uh, and this is uh, one of those four-pointers uh, with the Jets on the, the verge of the playoffs there, uh, competing with the Knights to get a, a wild-card spot, potentially. And, yeah, like you said, they've been playing a lot better lately. In the past month, they've been really good, which coincides with Ehlers' return. Um, and the Knights, they're still super banged up. I mean, uh, Patch already, Riley Smith... Uh, Brady McNabb, Mark Stone, Alec Martinez, Robin Leonard. Uh, yeah, all over the Jets here. They are the team in form. And I think that uh, obviously the much healthier team and the better team overall right now. So uh, 
Yeah, give me the Jets as well. Also, don't mind the over there too, considering it's uh, although it, it is Bursois' old team, right? The Jets, so uh, that could be a little a little stealer. But that said, I still like the over and the Jets. How do you take your coffee? A full-bodied roast, something light. We all have our preferences, and no matter what you love to drink, Trade Coffee makes it easier to brew your best cup at home. Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you, as often as you like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee nerd or just want a better daily cup, Trade's real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Take the coffee quiz to get started. Take Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free. Trade has been featured by the New York Times, Wired, GQ, and has delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. Their, sub- their subscription is no hassle. Skip shipments, change your frequency, or cancel at any time. And for our listeners, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's f- more, cups, more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get s- to get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and start your journey to your perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $20 off your first three bags. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world, world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, heading on to 8.30 p.m. here. We got the Edmonton Oilers against the Dallas Stars. Uh, game itself is in Dallas. Edmonton on the money line sitting at plus 122. Stars on the money line, minus 142. The over-under is at 6. Over paying off, minus 115. The under, minus 105. Uh, Joel, take it away here, dude. What do you think? Well, I'm currently watching the, uh, the Oilers play the Avs right now. And, of course, there's uh, three goals not yet halfway through the game. So... I'm um, taking that as another omen that there will be goals in this one, too. Uh, we're going with over six in this one. Uh, Stars are actually in the their second best in expected goals for over the past month. So they are 
playing well, creating lots of chances, uh, uh, not always converting them, but that's a good sign that your team is playing well when you are at the top of the board in that uh, category. So I'm going with the over here, and the Oilers aren't far behind there at number seven. And uh, who do we got in net today? It's Mike Smith, right? So it'll be uh, Koskinen. I know he's playing better lately, but uh, he's also had some bad ones too. So you can't really count on him. But if you want goals, you likely can. Um, and the Stars goaltending has been pretty average of late as well. Uh, both Ottinger and Holtby hovering around the uh, the median mark and uh, goal save above expected. So, yeah, I don't see a reason not to take the uh, the over in this one. Uh, yeah, as for a side, maybe I would lean towards Dallas. Like I said, they're creating lots of chances, just not always putting them away. So, at minus 142, that, that line's going to go up, you know, at the Edmonton back-to-back uh, -back there. So, uh, but better play here is the over six. Yeah, I still don't know what to make of the Stars team. I mean, even I don't think I ever will this season, but but they're pretty good at home. I mean, 28 and one, they're pretty dominant there at home. Edmonton's going to be on the second half of back to back, which they're three, four and one this season. But the Oilers, I mean, they're hot right now. They won five straight going into tonight's game in Colorado, even though the past three games where they were huge favorites, but they got their offense back that they're clicking there. So I like the over like Joel does, but. I just for the line, I, I would lean to Edmonton as underdogs with Koskinen. He could put up a good start if you want. He's much better than Mike Smith. Stars still not really too sure. They, they beat the Capitals by one, but I got out shot at 15. Uh, one win before that, they took the, the Canadians took them to overtime, and that's their last two wins in their past six games. So I'll lean to Edmonton being hot right now at uh, plus 122, but I do like the over better at minus 115. Now the Oilers got the HP bump. They just tied it up 2-2. Oh, fuck it. You hear that, boys? That's the sound of a fucking downroad spiral in Edmonton. They're getting fucked up. They're gonna, I know they're won five games in a row. They're gonna lose to Colorado tonight. And then they're gonna go into Dallas and they're gonna fucking lose again. They're gonna this is the beginning of a fucking seven-game losing streak for the Oilers. Fucking price of oils through the roof. Fuck those guys, man. But the stars are lights out at home, dude. They're 28 and 1 this year. Like, holy shit. Obviously, they've been struggling a little bit lately. I think they're one point out of a playoff spot right now. Uh, I think they got one game in hand on uh, Vegas, though, and they're one point away. So I, I, I really see the Stars kind of stepping up here and playing well. Uh, Jake Ottinger, I can't even say his name. Ottinger? Ottinger? I don't fucking Ottinger. know. Ottinger. Either way, he's been lights out. Guy's been a fucking stud. Uh, goalie of the future there in Dallas, for sure, if he does play. Um, yeah, man, I like the Stars in this game, too. Edmonton on the second night of a back-to-back. They're having a tough goal against Colorado. That's a hard team to play against, man. So to play against Colorado and then play any team the next night, that's got to be tough. And if you're giving me minus 142, don't know why it can't be minus 140, but if you're giving me minus 142 uh, for the Stars at home, I'll take it all day long. When you guys were saying saying uh, twenty eight and one, it sounds like they've won twenty eight games and lost one. <laughs> but for the listener, it's actually twenty wins, eight losses, and then one OT loss. So no, no, no. don't listen to it. Twenty eight and one, baby. Twenty eight and one. Don't they, even they, they've won twenty eight or twenty nine home games so far this season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the one losses to the Canadians, I was on them big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, heading uh, down to the nine p.m. Slot here. We got the San Jose Sharks against the absolute wagon Calgary Flames. Game itself is in Calgary. Uh, San Jose in the money line sitting at plus 245. Calgary in the money line minus 290. 
Uh, Calgary in the puck line, sitting at minus 115. Over-unders at 6. Overpay not plus 100. The under, minus 120. Uh, boys, the only thing more redder than James Reimer's ginger fucking ass hair is how hot the Calgary Flames are right now. Give me the Flames on the puck line. They're going to absolutely crush this fucking San Jose team. How do you cook a shark? You cook it with fire, baby. Give me the fucking Flames minus 115 on the puck line. I love Calgary in this game. Calgary, Calgary, Calgary. This team is shaping up to be absolutely unreal. Yeah, th- that's the play here. I mean, you look at these two teams, you're going to say, okay, Calgary puck line is the play. What's the line going to be? And minus 115 is, is not that bad at all, especially with Calgary at home. Their last six home wins have been by at least two goals, as well as 11 of their past 12 home wins have been at least by at least two goals. And their last five wins overall have been by at least two goals. And the Sharks, they're, they're awful. I mean, they're they're the worst team by expected goals for by far in the past 10 games. No, actually, the Coyotes surpassed them. But the Sharks are still below 40%. You got the Flames up there, 56%, almost 57 So you're going to have Markstrom against Reimer or Hill or Kakanen if he's there, whatever. Flames at home, going to fucking blow out the Sharks here. Yeah, I don't have much more to add there. It's, it's all about the Flames in this one. Um, the last home game, of course, they... They lost in a one nothing overtime loss to the uh, the Sabers. I think it was a bad play by Markstrom in that one to uh, give the puck away. Something happened like that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you guys said it all. Just the, the Flames cook up some shark meat. Um, they, it didn't work for the the Sabers, the Buffalo, but uh, hopefully they 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 do it here for some um, some shark meat, a little bit of seafood in Calgary. <laughs> All right, heading down to the 10 p.m. slot here. We talked about the best game of the night between uh, Carolina and Tampa. We're moving down to the worst fucking game of the night. We got the Seattle cracking against the Arizona Coyotes. Game itself is in Arizona. Seattle on the money line sitting at plus 102. Arizona on the money line minus 122. Over under sitting at six. Over paying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Boys, these are two absolutely terrible teams. They pretty much sold off their entire fucking team today at the deadline for both of them. Uh, with that being said, give me the fucking desert dogs at home, baby. Like, yeah, I, I like Arizona in this game, man. This is two shit teams, but this, it's games like this where you can make some money, right? Like, Seattle's shit. Seattle's absolutely horrible. They're 8-20-3 on the road. Arizona has a terrible home record, though. They're 9-21-1. But still, man, I, I like the Coyotes in this, you know. Let's get Phil Kessel, new dad out here, just popping off, getting a couple goals. As far as uh, our boy, Carol uh, Vajmilk just uh, inked a, what was it a three year contract or something? So uh, good, uh, good for him, boys. We'll uh, we'll ride with that. We'll take Arizona minus one twenty two. And you know what? Fuck it. Give me. I uh, you know I'm gonna pass on the over under. Actually, screw it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the Kraken are already one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst. And they and they traded away a few of their best pieces. They traded away Giordano. They traded away Johansson. So. Who do they have left? They trade away Luzon too. I mean, it's it's not not a lot of a lot of guys there. And Arizona, you said uh, Vegmalka has that extension. He'll probably get to start with Wedgwood traded, so he'll have that little bump there. He'll be confident. Cody is at home. I think they'll get it done. Uh, minus one twenty one twenty two is not a bad price. Arizona won the first two meetings this season. They scored five goals in each one. So maybe look at an Arizona team total too. But Arizona, uh, and I would lean to the over as well. Well, I would like the Kraken here, except that, yeah, they did trade away half the team, so it's it's hard to uh, play them when you don't know what you're going to get from a bunch of new guys in the lineup. 
And of course, they still have the same stinking Grubauer in there. So you can't count on uh, them winning the goaltending battle. Um, so yeah, I'd still lean to the Kraken here. But yes, I don't feel confident about it. Maybe a, a stronger play would be the under six. I think the Coyotes have been getting some crazy good luck lately with their uh, sky-high shooting percentage. Uh, Ryan mentioned their expected goals for being bad earlier. And, uh, yeah, hopefully Grubauer doesn't let in six by himself. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll just ride the under six here with uh, two uh, impotent offenses. All right. Uh, heading down to the 10.30 p.m. slate. Last game on the docket for the Tuesday night. We had the Nashville Predators against the Los Angeles Kings. Nashville on the second night of a back-to-back. They're currently playing Anaheim right now. Uh, Nashville on the money line sitting at plus 100. Kings on the money line minus 120. Over-under sitting at 6. Overpaying out plus 100. The under minus 120. Um, I believe UC Saros is playing right now. Yeah. Uh, let me just mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. So it means you'll probably see Dave Riddick in that against uh, LA here. I think that's their backup right now in yeah. uh, Nashville. Well, you know what? I'm going to ride with former Leaf great big save Dave Riddick. Let's fucking go. Give me Nashville on the money line plus 100 here. Uh, boys, I say this all the time. I say this all the fucking time when you're in a scenario like this. You're playing Anaheim, you know, not as hot as they were to start with. LA, though, has been sneaky good, man, lately. They're a fucking good team. They've got lots of firepower. Uh, Goaltending has been playing lights out as well. With that being said, if Nashville wants to prove they're the real fucking deal, they got to do it on the second night of a back-to-back. So I'm throwing some uh, some faith in the Predators here, boys. I picked them in our playoff, you know, teams where when we did our little team draft here. Uh, they were playing pretty well up until a couple of weeks ago. They kind of had a bit of a drop off here, but it's the right time of the right time of the season to get things back on track for these boys here. So uh, give me Nashville on the money line plus 100 as a road dog on the second night of a back to back. Really unconvincing myself when I say it like that, but I'll take the Preds. Let's go. This, this is the chase game of the night here. The latest game, 10.30 start after the 10 o'clock Kraken Coyotes game, which is going to be a barn burner. So you got to have a play here. And I like talent. I do lean to Nashville. I think I think Riddick has, has been decent enough to win some games recently. So the Kings, they were playing playing well, but they still have a lot of injuries. Dowdy, I'm going to see you. Arvidsson, Lemieux, Dustin Brown are all out. So Nashville's mostly healthy. They're they're gonna have their backup goalie in, but besides that, they're they're kind of rolling here, and they and they want to make that playoff push. They're they're have the first wild card spot right now. They want they want to want to keep that going. So Nashville's five three and one on no days rest, but the Kings they're of two, they're on two days rest. They're gonna be rested there. They've been up and down recently, win loss win loss. So I I can't lay the money there. Give me give me Nashville here as plus a hundred. That could get even higher if they lose tonight. Yeah, uh, it's a hard one to call. Again, it's the same, same kind of thing with the Kraken. You can't put too much faith in these uh, in the stats and numbers because uh, the Kings are missing so many of the players that produce those numbers. So it's a tough one to call, but I think I'm going to ride at the Kings. I, I don't have as much faith in Big Save Dave as you guys, uh, <laughs> but I do have faith in uh, if it's uh, Johnny Quick or Cal Peterson. So uh, I'm going to take the Kings here as a, a slight lean. No feel for the total. But, uh, yeah, hopefully the Kings get healthy again. I want to see this team uh, go far in the playoffs. I, I enjoy the the way they fight. they got a lot of heart, and uh, it's showing how the rest of the team's coming together with uh, half the lineup out. So, yeah, just a uh, small small play on the Kings here for me. 
There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the apps, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. We're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is in full swing, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every tournament, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Then after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Dave from Chicago, who purchased a $100 80-1 North Carolina champion ticket on PropSwap in January and then resold it on PropSwap for $500. Use promo code SGP when you make your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that returns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, John. Well, that covers up our Tuesday slate. Uh, we had a lot of news here, but you know we only got four games on the Wednesday. I think we can run through those quickly. No? Yeah, let's do it. All right, fuck it. We'll kick it off here. 7 p.m. game. We got New Jersey Devils against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game itself is in Toronto. Uh, I believe I heard that you will Leafs will not have Giordano or Blackwell for this game. I don't think they're going to be suiting up until I think I heard Thursday. If they so maybe they're on the second half of a back-to-back here. Uh, no, they're not. So I don't know. I don't think they're playing this game though, either way. Uh, but still, man, uh, New Jersey will be on the second night of a back to back here, right? So yeah, they got the Rangers, uh, like Leafs in regulation, I guess. Maybe there's some money on that. I, I don't know. It's gonna be tough to find some money in this game. Like, you want to say the over, but I guess maybe the over. No, actually, fuck that. No way. Fuck it. What am I saying? Give me the under here. Give me fucking uh, Shalgren. Just. He's the new savior. The guy's played seven periods of hockey. He's the fucking going to the Hall of Fame. Don't even worry about it. Give me Shawgram with a shutout. Give me the Leafs of regulation. Give me the Leafs on the puck line. Give me Leafs team total. Let's fucking go. 
I wanted to bring this up before but in the news section, but we had so many trades and now it reminded me. Talon, what do you think of the uh, Leafs waving Peter Mrazek and then they signed Harry Sateri, who was claimed by the Coyotes? <laughs> Just a complete mess there. Dude, I don't know if you guys heard this or not. Probably not. Cal Dubas did his like uh, post-trade deadline conference thing or whatever, and he was saying, oh yeah, we've had 11 players claimed off waivers in the past year and a half. Uh that's uh, literally double more than any other team. So maybe that's a good selling point to any agents out there. If you want your clients to get NHL jobs, just sign with us in the summer. Like, he straight up said that. That's fucking absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, that sucks. What a stupid rule. You sign a fucking guy out of the KHL. He's, never, he's played seven NHL games. He's 32-year-old fucking goalie. And in order to have him on your team, he's got to clear waivers. That's a dumb rule. But uh, I don't know. I think they're just hoping somebody would take Mrazek, maybe give him some more... Uh, cap flexibility here with that being said man like we haven't seen Mirazic go on a good run right so that it sucks it is what it is like obviously it's you know the Leafs market Toronto market so he's fucking the antichrist right now the guy's worse than fucking bin Laden in this market I swear to god everybody hates him uh but I, I don't know man like Fuck it. I like the signing when it happened. You know, it hasn't been great, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freak out and lose my shit about it. We need goaltending. Morasic is an NHL goalie. He hasn't been great or good at all in Toronto, but fuck it, man. It is what it is. Yeah, it's tough looking at his three year, three point eight million contract. I didn't realize he was he was signed for three years until he yeah. was waived. And I looked it up. I mean, we talked about it last hour, two shows ago, how Nadelkovich was good in Carolina and now he's bad, and how Mrazek was good in Carolina and now he's bad. I mean, Carolina has something going on down there, and mm-hmm. apparently the Leafs cannot replicate it with their defense. But yeah, it's just I thought it was funny how how that, how that transpired over the past few days. But getting to this game here, I feel like this is a game where last show Joel took the uh, Avalanche without a line on the puck line and. I, I almost want to change my lock to the to the Leafs on the puck line because you have the Devils. Going to be a spirited game against the Rangers, rivalry game. They're going to definitely get up for that one. Going to play their best. Then they have to get on the plane, go to Canada, go to Toronto, where Toronto's waiting for them, having two days off, licking their chops, waiting to get back in the wing column after a tough loss in Nashville. So you have to go with the Leafs here on the puck line, whatever it's at. Just just take it. These are the games the Leafs lose, though. The ones that you really expect them to win. That's when they fuck you up. Then again, I don't know when they win, when they lose. I haven't won a a Leafs side in forever, but I have been winning uh, the team total against them, so I'm just going to play that here. And the over in general, I think, is a good look as well, with uh, the Devils uh, not being the greatest defensive team or goaltending team, but uh, they do have a lot of firepower, and the same thing goes for the Leafs, so I would like the over 6.5 here uh, and a Devils team total. Um, one more thing too, but uh, Harry Satari, he's actually the, uh, the, he was the goalie for the Finnish Olympic team. So he, I can thank him for winning me a lot of money this year. So mm-hmm. I'm glad he's not a Leaf. So I, I don't, I can't hold that against him. Um, <laughs> and that's all I got for this game. Yeah. Instead, he's just going to be a fucking Arizona. Great. You know, just loving it up in fucking Arizona. All right, heading down to the 7.30 p.m. slot here. We got the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Buffalo Sabres. Game itself is in Buffalo. Uh, Ryan, thoughts? What do you think here, bud? Yeah, Penguins play tomorrow. They, they host the Blue Jackets. I mean, they should win that game. And they go to Buffalo. They're they're 4-2-2 and two on no day's rest. 4-1-1 after a win. 0-1-1 after a loss. Wait, wait to see what goalie it is. But I feel like in this game... Either way, you have to kind of take the over with with the way Buffalo has been playing. They're, they should be be giving up some goals there, and 
probably take Pittsburgh, but depending on the price, if it's that high, maybe worth it, a, a saber sprinkle. Yeah, sure. It'll uh, depend how they do against the uh, um, who they're playing again. Oh, yeah, the Blue Jackets. So you have to wait and see what happens there for uh, betting this one. Um, yeah, Sabres coming back from that road trip, like you said. So uh, I think the Penguins crews here beat up on two bad teams. So, uh, yeah, just give me the Penguins in, in regulation. Uh, doesn't really matter if it's Jardy or just Smith for this one. Yeah, Sidney Crosby has been absolutely lights out lately, guys. Like, not a lot of people are talking about it. Like, Sid's been just fucking on fire, man. So, give me uh, give me Pittsburgh. Great with you guys. You know, I don't know if you have to do puck line or regulation or a team total. Any which possible way. Whatever's paying off decent money. Uh, I would lean towards the team total or regulation if it is paying off okay, but probably not. So, uh, yeah, man. Pittsburgh, any possible way that'll get you some good money here. Uh... Moving down to 9.30 p.m. We got the Vancouver Canucks against the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, my God. Game itself is in Colorado. Joel, what are you going to do, bud? Like, what do you do? Oh. Uh, yeah, this is always a, a fun game when uh, when the Avs come to Vancouver. But this one's in Denver, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, you know I'm going for my Avs here. Uh, Canucks are just my uh, my home team, but the, my heart team is in Colorado. <laughs> um, uh, to get a little sentimental on you, but yeah, it's, it's just uh, Rick. I mean, the Canucks are starting a road trip there, and they're they're desperate for the playoffs. But uh, they did just trade away a couple guys, so they could be mailing it in. Uh, they have a tough schedule coming up, but I think this will be a, a tight competitive game. But uh, in the end, the Avs will win. So. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I would take the Avs in regulation here, but uh, I'm not too confident about this one. I think the the Canucks could pull a stunner here, but I don't know what I'm saying. I got nothing here. Pass. <laughs> oh, I think you got to go with the Avs here. I mean, they, they've been playing well. I mean, they're tied right now almost through two periods against Edmonton. On Monday night, uh, on Wednesday night, they'll, they'll, they'll still be at home. Vancouver's lost three games in a row. They've scored four goals total in those games against Detroit, Calgary, and Buffalo. Uh, before that, they scored six against New Jersey, but only one against Tampa Bay, three against Washington. So I think Colorado just is the much better team. They they only added pieces at the deadline. They're they're at home where where they're amazing this season. So, like Joel said, probably go with Colorado in regulation, maybe on the puck line. Yeah, you know what? I'll take a little oh, fuck. I want to take a flyer here against uh, or with uh, Vancouver. They are on the first night of a back to back, though. Like, they got to play Colorado, and then the next night they got to play Minnesota. Like those, those are two tough teams, man. But yeah, Locks Locks been bad lately, so uh, yeah, definitely don't want to bet this one before you figure out the goalies. No, that's exactly sure. that's a good point. Um, I don't know. Give me some, I don't know. Somebody in the Slack group, tell me a stupid bet. Give me like a face off or <laughs> something fucking dumb. I, whoever has the dumbest bet in the Slack group, I'll take it. All right. So, and if you're not in the Slack, get in the Slack. And if you have an idea for an absolutely fucking ridiculous bet for this game, get in the Slack and let me know. All right. Give me like Tyler Meyer fucking shots on goal or anytime goal score or something stupid like that. I'm here for it. Dumb bet on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. 
Uh, all right, moving down to our last game on the docket here. Uh, 10 p.m. We got the Chicago Blackhawks against the Anaheim Ducks. Game itself is in Anaheim. Uh, you got to take the Ducks anyway here, man. Like, Chicago without Flurry. I, I don't know. Like, uh, obviously, Ducks have been struggling a little bit lately here, too. But, uh, yeah, I'll take the Ducks at the Quack Palace, man. Maybe maybe even spicy. You might have to take it even in regulation. I don't know. I'll, I'll get spicy. Give me the Ducks. Yeah, I'm excited to do some uh, quacking on Wednesday. Haven't, haven't yeah. done much much quacking recently with that with the Ducks on a losing streak, but streak. But tonight they're they're tied in the second period against Nashville at home. Maybe they'll win this one and and then uh, take on Chicago, like you said, without Flurry. Probably going to have Lankinen start. I, I I would assume he's he hasn't been great. So, Lankinen. Give me the uh, give me the Ducks here, <laughs> even even without Getzlaff and Silverberg, who are, who are still injured. I think the Ducks at the Quack Palace will be quacking on Wednesday night. Yeah, I don't have a strong feel on the side here, but I I do like the over in this one. I imagine the line will be six. Uh, John Gibson hasn't been himself lately, and of course you don't have to worry about Flurry uh, coming in and stealing this one. So yeah, and then the Blackhawks have been opening up lately. They had a uh, I think it was a six-four game on the weekend against the Jets. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the uh, the over in this one. All right, boys, that covers up our Tuesday and Wednesday slate here. A lot of games, a couple good games too, a couple stinkers, but there's some good games, man. So make for some fun nights of hockey. Uh, with that being said, we will move down to our mortal locks, dogs, and totals here. Uh, Jolie, read off where we stand here, dude. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, it's kind of like it was a few weeks ago. Uh, you guys going backwards, and I'm going forwards. Carrying the team. Uh, Talon, <laughs> you're at minus 9.27. Hovering around that uh, minus 10 unit range. Uh, same thing with Ryan. He's back sub 20 at uh, minus 21.84. And I'm uh, making my way forward alone at plus 3.54 units. <laughs> We're fucking coming for you, buddy. I swear yeah, to God. You, you I, keep saying that. We're running out of time, though. Eh? Like, what is it? Like, 20 games left or some shit this year? Like, average? Yeah. Per team? Crazy. Uh, all right. Joel, you've been kicking ass, buddy. Kick us off here. Oh, yeah. My favorite play of the day is the Pittsburgh team total over three and a half minus 140. It's just a better way to attack that game than the uh, uh, puck line or regulation line. Uh, Versus Columbus? Think, but- yeah, yeah, first the Blue Jackets in the, the, on the Tuesday. Um, I'm thinking that uh, they so they could score four goals, even if they lose the game. So there's a really good chance this comes through. My dog, we're going with the Devils against the Rangers, uh, plus 140. Um, yeah, just going with uh, uh, the Devils playing well, creating a lot of chances, all that good stuff, and uh, hoping that Shesterkin doesn't steal this one. He's had a few stickers lately. So, yeah, we're just going to ride with the Devils here in a – I guess it's a robbery game, right? So, yeah, we got that going for us. My total, we're going with the Stars. Oh, there's over six, minus 115. Uh, Edmonton on the back-to-back. They'll have Koskinen in that. Who's better than Mike Smith? But uh, he's still not great. And uh, the Stars are producing a lot of offense lately. You just have to put more pucks in the net. And the Oilers, uh, same kind of thing, except they they usually do put pucks in the net. So, over six is a, is a fairly safe one as well. You know what? I, I'm feeling good. This I'm feeling good. This show here for my lock. I have the Jets minus 135 at home against the Golden Knights on the second half of back to back. You're going to have Persuas Persu- starting. Uh, should be Hellebuck. Winnipeg already won the first two meetings, including seven to three last Tuesday. So Winnipeg get the win here at minus 135. For my dog, go big or go home. Give me the Senators plus 210 <laughs> on Long Island 
as far as I'm concerned, any Islanders game is a coin flip against a bad team. So give me the plus 210. Give me the pesky Sens. My total, I have Lightning Hurricanes under 5.5, minus 115. Seeing a playoff-style game, could be like a 2-1, maybe a 3-2 game here. Could go into overtime, tied to one, something like that. So under 5.5 at minus 115. Ryan's getting pesky with the Sens. Love to see it. Uh, for my lock, I got Washington Moneyline versus St. Louis at minus 140. Uh, for everything I said above, man, like I, I like Washington in this game, dude. Uh, for my dog, Nashville Moneyline versus L.A., even though it's the second out of a back-to-back, big save, Dave. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Give me the Preds, boys. I love it, especially on the road as a road dog on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, yeah, that's a terrible pick, but I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling. Uh, for my total, uh, Columbus-Pittsburgh under 6.5, paid up minus 120. I think both of you guys said you like the over here. I don't know, man. I, I can see... I just think 6.5 is a big number here, and I think Columbus, I don't want to say deserves a bit more accolades than they get, but like I can see this one being a little closer than people like to think and maybe not the highest scoring game, but only time will tell. Uh, all right, any consensus plays here? I think there's a couple we'd like to know. We had that draw play. What was that in? That was uh, a Detroit game. Red Wings, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the unofficial draw because fuck Detroit fans, but yeah, that's one. Uh, Ryan, I like your under man, Tampa Bay, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I figured that'd be a popular play there. Um, Capitals, Capitals are, are are good at home, especially uh, Blues are without Robert Thomas and Tarasenko too. I forgot to mention that, so mm. it makes me even more confident there. Interesting. Uh, there was a puck line we all liked. What was it? Calgary. Calgary, yeah, that's that's a money play right there. I think, I think. we're all on Winnipeg too. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like the Jets. Um, do we all like Dallas, or when do you guys pick Edmonton? I, I lean to Edmonton, but you I lean mean, to Edmonton. I was looking at it, and Dallas might be the play. Nope, that I doesn't think, count. I, you locked it in. <laughs> I think we all like the Coyotes against the Kraken in the oh, Kraken. Fuck yeah, we do, bro. No, no, no. No. Oh, come Not on. Me, no. Jolie, you got badge milk in that. Did, did, did you pass that game or what? I'm not buying the Coyotes as a favorite. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, plenty of consensus plays there. Plenty of consensus. Uh, before we go, guys, any? Okay, we'll each pick one team. Who do you think won the trade deadline or trade deadline season this year? Uh, I think I got to go with the Panthers. I mean, they got, they got my boy yeah. Claude Giroux. They got a few depth pieces there. They're one of the best teams in the league. If, if they're the best team in the East right now, so I mean they're they're second Stanley Cup favorite behind the Avalanche. Colorado has had a, has an easier path, but I think Florida, as long as Bob can stand up in net, I think they have a great chance. Montreal won it, man. Like they got so much shit for what they, they uh, did. They dealt out. It's um, a good point. Yeah, great job by their new uh, GM, their management in there. They're doing a good job. Courtney and Hughes, I think, I think it is. Uh, yeah, they're they're doing work there in Montreal, so uh, they're looking to rebuild and make it a quick one. I know some of their moves were done a little bit earlier, but I think Calgary deserves some credit here, man. They uh they loaded up pretty good for a nice little rush here, and same with New York, man. If you went for a trade deadline day, for me, it'd be the Rangers. But overall trade season kind of thing, I would say the Flames. Yeah, speaking of sellers too, I feel like the Ducks did really well. They, they traded Manson, Raquel, Lindholm, Delarier, and Kern into twenty. 22 first, second, 2023 second, second, third, 24 second. Uh, Drew Hellison backing in, John Moore, Zach Aston Reese, Dominic Simon, and a prospect from the Penguins. So that's Damn. how you're supposed to sell at the deadline. You're supposed to get your assets, 
ship them out and, and get picks back in. So, I mean, they have Zegers, they have Milano, they have they have Drysdale, they have some pieces there. So, I'm looking forward to cra- to quacking for the next few years. Very well said, buddy. Very well said. Uh, all right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, tons of cool information there, man. Tons of cool other podcasts, too, dude. Like, you know, check out, you know, some of the basketball shows. Check out the golf show, MMA show, all the good shit, USFL. Um, tons of good stuff. Tons of articles, too. Like I brought up earlier, Ryan's been pumping shit out left, right, and center. Very well done. Um, and shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Slack's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, if you're not in the Slack group, get in there, man. It doesn't cost anything. It's a good fucking time. Uh, what was it? What did I say? Was it the fucking Vancouver, Colorado game or something? Get in there. And give me some dumb picks. I want to see some dumbass picks. Let me know what you think. I'll fucking bet them all. Who gives a shit? If you're not in the Slack group, get your ass in there. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Yeah, and normally now I'm like, okay, yeah, make sure you subscribe and leave us a rating review. But no, I, I'm, I'm pissed off. We have no new ratings in the past two <laughs> weeks, almost three weeks now. I want a new review to read next podcast. So this is the challenge to the listeners. I see the downloads. We get downloads. We get listeners. We get responses. Go on to iTunes. Leave us a review. And I'll read it next show. You fuckers. <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, my name, my name is Tyler Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Jenkins ninety four. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You can find me bringing on a special guest for the next episode. Ooh, Ooh. spicy! Tease boy, boy. Uh, peace. <laughs>